Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Today is Monday, September 20th, 2021. Coming up, a Roller Martin unfiltered streaming live on the Black Star Network. Thousands of Haitian immigrants trekked from various parts of South America, ending up under a bridge in Del Rio, Texas, looking for a better life. Hundreds have already been deported back to their country by the Biden administration. Folks, what is going on on the border? What about these deportations? Why is America accepting Afghan refugees but sending back Haitians? We're going to have a full breakdown and report talking to policymakers and advocates to understand what is going on and what can be done. A Michigan teacher cuts a biracial girl's hair without her permission. Her father is suing for a million bucks claiming discrimination. We'll talk to him and their attorney. The prosecution rests in the R. Kelly trial. Now it's time for the defense to present its case. Two former white California police officers are indicted for beating a black teen. In, in, in today's Fit Live Win segment, are you making mistakes during your workout that prevent you from seeing results? Folks, it is time to bring the funk. I'm Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it. 
The United States is launching mass expulsion of Haitian migrants from Del Rio, Texas, as more than 12,000 sought entry. DJ Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said the department is wrapping up flights to Haiti and other countries. He held a news conference today in Texas. We in DHS are securing additional transportation to accelerate the pace and increase the capacity of removal flights to Haiti and other destinations in the Western Hemisphere. We are working to increase the capacity of return flights to Haiti and other destinations. We anticipate at least one to three flights per day. The Biden administration is working with source and transit countries in the region to accept individuals who previously resided in those countries. We are undertaking urgent humanitarian actions with other relevant federal, state, and local partners to reduce crowding and improve conditions for migrants on United States soil. Folks, three flights with 145 passengers each arrived in Port-au-Prince earlier today. More flights are planned for tomorrow. Haitian officials are asking the U.S. for a humanitarian moratorium, adding the expelled migrants will likely not accept the expulsion from the United States. Thousands of Haitians migrated from Chile, Brazil, and Haiti, making their way to Del Rio, Texas, last week. U.S. border officials say the migrants thought the border was open. Smugglers continue to recklessly endanger lives of individuals they exploit for their own financial gain. Many of these migrants cross through remote, harsh terrain and unpredictable weather to get this far. Many likely didn't make it. The smugglers leverage misinformation to mislead people. Some of that information is focused on the TPS. Let's be clear, only those individuals living in the United States prior to July 29th are eligible for temporary protected status or TPS. No one who arrived here this past week will be eligible to get TPS. So here's a fact. We are still enforcing the CDC Title 42 order and those attempting irregular migration here will not be allowed to enter the United States. They will be removed and sent back to their country of origin as mandated under current laws. At today's White House press briefing, uh, journalist April Ryan asked White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki why Haitian migrants are being treated differently than migrants from other countries. The process for Haitian migrants is always in this nation than different than other nations. You have people like Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, who's calling for equal treatment and fairness when it comes to the Haitians at the border. And overall, you're allowing Afghans to come in, Afghan supporters to come in, as well as Mexicans, and then Haitians are not allowed. Can you speak to that, the issue of equity and fairness? Uh, absolutely, April, and I appreciate your question. Let me just take these different pieces uh, side by side, right? One, uh, our immigration uh, policy is not about one country or uh, discriminating against one country over another. We want to end that and put and hopefully put an end to what we saw over the last four years. Let me start with Afghan allies, uh, Afghans who are arriving in our country are entering in a sanctioned 
uh, an orderly process that includes vetting and security screenings led by the Departments of State, Defense, and Homeland Security. Uh, it's not about one particular country of origin, but we've outlined very specifically in here what those processes look like as individuals who are evacuated go to lily pad countries, go through security vetting before they come to the United States on a range of programs. Uh, as it relates to individuals who are coming across the border, wherever they're, wherever they're coming from, whatever country they're coming from, Title 42 remains in place. There are a range of programs that people who are in the country can apply for or may be eligible for, including TPS for Haiti, which is something that we still are continuing to look at and review. The Secretary of State, the Secretary of Homeland Security are constantly assessing circumstances on the ground that would necessitate a TPS designation for any country. And they've obviously made a couple of designations over the course of the last couple of months as it relates to Haiti. And, and no matter whether it's the people who left, the Haitians that left in 2010 and traveled to South America and now trying to travel here, or the ones who left after this earthquake, either way, what is there for them to go back to when these planes are taking them back? The nation is in unrest. The president was assassinated. There are gangs that people are scared to, they're scared of. Democratic rule is not necessarily in place. The people are calling, particularly those here in this nation, are calling for the uh, elections not to be held, you know, on time because of unrest there. And then you also have the issue of the earthquakes. So, what is there to go back to? What are you deporting them back to? Well, April, I will say that our objective and our focus is not only in uh, implementing current immigration policies. We have also been working to provide a range of assistance, working closely with officials from the government as individuals are going back to Haiti to provide a range of financial assistance, to provide a range of technical assistance. That is ongoing. And we certainly support and want to be good actors in supporting uh, Haiti during a very difficult time, as you noted, with a government uh, that is still working to get back to a point of stability uh, with uh, recovery from an earthquake. And that's why we have a range of, uh, of programs, options, as well as financial support in place. Saki was also asked about the treatment of the Haitians after a video and photos showing several Texas border agents on horses swinging whips. There are photographs and reports of uh, border agents on horseback using what appear to be whips um, on Haitian migrants. Does the administration view that as an appropriate tactic? Can you speak to that? There are people who are upset about it. Yeah, understandably so. Um, I, I have seen some of the footage. I don't have the full context. I can't imagine what context would make that appropriate, but I don't have additional details. Uh, and certainly, I don't have additional context, April. I don't think anyone seeing that footage uh, would think it was acceptable or appropriate. And the DHS said it will be, uh, or said yes, said Saturday that um, federal agencies will be partnering with the Haitian government to provide assistance to the returnees. Can you elaborate on what that assistance will entail exactly? You mean to the people who are returning to Haiti? Yes, we've been in close contact um, with the government about. Uh, when people return, uh, what that looks like. I, let me get you some more additional details about what that looks like when they get on the ground. Oh, go ahead, Yamiche. Thanks so much, Jen. Um, I want to follow up on the question about Haitians, and, and it's, uh, specifically these these photos that are surfacing on Border Patrol agents yeah. seemingly using whips. I know you said that there's no context that it would be seen as inappropriate, so the question really is, why would this be happening under the Biden administration? Is this going to stop? What would the pro I, I, I wonder, 
sort of what are going to be the consequences if what we're seeing is what we're seeing? I mean, Yamish, it's all good questions. We just saw this footage. Um, it's horrible to watch. Um, I, I just have to get more information on it. Again, April, I don't, I don't have more information on it. I've also seen the video. I can't imagine what the scenario is where that would be appropriate. I'm certainly not suggesting that, but we've just seen the footage short earlier this morning. I know you said that you're still assessing it, but just to, to add, if this is what we see, <coughs> is, the, is it the president's stance or, or the White House's stance that whoever these border agents are using what seems to be whips on migrants that they, that they would be fired or at least never be able to do that again? Uh, of course they should never be able to do it again. I don't know what the circumstances would be. It's obviously horrific, the footage. I don't have any more information on it, so let me venture to do that, and we'll see if there's more to convey. Karen, go ahead. I think, April, I absolutely understand your question. I think I've been very clear about how horrific the footage is. I don't have more information. As a U.S. official, it's, I have a responsibility to get more context and information. Just to know, I also emailed the White House today uh, wanting to know specifically uh, about uh, the use of those whips. Uh, have not gotten a response. We also, uh, yesterday and today, asked the White House to send an official onto this show to explain what is going on. They did not make anyone available. Several Congressional Black Caucus members have spoken about the crisis in Texas. Representative Joyce Beatty, who is the chair of the Congressional Black Caucus, released this statement. I want to express my concern regarding reports of an urgent humanitarian crisis for tens of thousands of displaced Haitians at our southern border. I want to be clear that we are a nation of humanity and rule of law. My heart aches for the people of Haiti who are currently experiencing unimaginable political and economic upheaval. As we address the current surge of Haitian people, it is critical that we approach the situation focused on fairness and the safety of all involved. I will continue to fight to see that refugees are welcome in America, regardless of race or country of origin. I have contacted Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas to request that he immediately assess the situation and ensure that humanitarian assistance, including lavatory facilities, food and water is being provided to those being processed, especially children. I further requested that he provide a comprehensive briefing to the Congressional Black Caucus on the status of Haitian migrants and on whether alternatives exist for their relocation. Florida Representative Val Demings also issued this statement regarding what's happening there. She said immigration reform to protect dreamers, Florida farmers, TPS recipients, and essential workers is critical for our economy and our future. The Senate must move forward, and they should do so with the understanding that in a democracy, the majority should be able to pass legislation to serve the American people. However, let's also be clear that we are only in the situation because inexcusable obstruction by Senate Republicans has nearly shut down Congress's ability to work for the American people. The Senate must find alternate pathways to complete this work, and every Senate Republican should be held accountable for opposing immigration reforms that will protect workers and an estimated $1.5 trillion to our economy and create 400,000 new jobs. Later in the show, we'll be joined by Congresswoman Yvette Clark of New York. Uh, folks, let's now go to uh, several guests. Joining us right now is Judge Carlos Moore, his president of the National Bar Association, uh, Brian Concanon, Jr., Executive Director of Project Blueprint, Patrice Lawrence, Executive Director of Undocu Black Network, and uh, Jean Jacob Judy, Pastor of Walk by Faith International Missionary Church, Representative, uh, for, first of all, International Mission Missionary Church. And Judge Carlos Moore, I want to start with you. Uh, what is the role the National Bar Association is playing? Um, along with uh, the Haitian government or the people of Haiti regarding this crisis? 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. Roland, the National Bar Association is simply calling for the rule of law to be followed. We do know that historically the United States has treated immigrants and migrants from Haiti differently than other uh, non-black migrants. And so we're simply asking for fairness, for humanitarian relief for individuals who have been devastated by a recent earthquake that, that has placed over 100,000 people, left them homeless, and then the political people with the assassination of their president. They have no safe place to go. Um... Uh, I'm gonna um, uh, 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 look at Brian here. Brian, first of all, how did we get to this point here? Uh, our, last year, of course, uh, we had uh, folks. We had the deportation of Haitians back to the country. There was great concern about COVID, uh, not having, uh, you know, again, uh, proper testing facilities in Haiti, returning ba- folks back to that country. Uh, the Trump administration was doing that. Folks were blasting that. Uh, the actions that we're seeing right here for the Biden administration and under this DHS are shameful and despicable. And again, somebody has to answer how in the hell horses and whips are being used. That is certainly not the kind of image this administration should want to send out uh, to this country and abroad. 
That's a great question. And they're both long-term and short-term answers. The long-term is that for decades, uh, for centuries actually, the U.S. government has had policies that undermines Haiti's ability to provide basic services to its population and undermines democratic governance. That has inevitably uh, created uh, a demand for people to leave Haiti to find somewhere safe where they can live. In the short term, the uh, Biden administration has been using Title 42, which is a public health measure that uh, then-Senator Kamala Harris said was illegal and not really advancing public health. They've been using Title 42 to expel uh, people, especially people of color, including Haitians, from the U.S. That policy is is illegal. Last Thursday, a judge ordered it. Uh, a judge determined it was so, and it's applied in a discriminatory way. And although it is less spectacularly racist than the whips and the horses, it still is racist, and it's led to uh, 850,000 people being sent back to difficult and dangerous situations. Uh, Patrice, um, this Haitian policy that the United States has had really has been in place since uh, President Jimmy Carter. And people have complained for decades. You had Cubans coming to the United States, uh, getting asylum, Haitians uh, being returned. And there really has never been a good explanation as to what's the difference between Cuba and Haiti, other than Cuba is led by a communist regime. Roland, there is no explanation because the only explanation that can be possible is racism. There's absolutely no other reason for this. And that's even clearer with the images that we saw today. I'm really questioning what year are we living in? Is it 2021 or is it the 1800s? Because what I saw today was slave patrol. What I saw today was black people saying, we are vulnerable. I've got my child with me. I've got my baby on the breast. I have got everything that I have brought with me here to seek assistance. And the United States saying that 15,000 people, 10,000 people is, is a crisis? Seriously? We can't handle that, but we are doing other things for other countries? It is shameful. It is absolutely disgraceful. It is absolutely shameful. And all of those racists, those savages on those horses need to lose their job immediately. We have to stop the war on Haitians. We need a system of care. We need to make sure everyone's tested for COVID if that's the problem. We need to get rid of Title 42 and we need to institute immediately Haitian parole. We have the tools to use. And the only reason we're here today is because we're under Biden and not Trump. If we were under Trump, this wouldn't even be a conversation. Uh, Pastor, Ju Pastor Judy, when we talk about, uh, again, uh, we talk about uh, treatment. I mean, here's the question that somebody has to answer to. And that is, how can the United States easily, without any thought, relocate thousands of Afghan refugees? They're not... So if we, if we had to use the argument of Cuba, the Afghans are not coming from a communist regime. So the question then is, all right, why is the United States treating Haitian migrants differently than they are Afghan refugees? It's a good question. Uh, it's sadly that we're witnessing what's going on under Biden. Uh, what I see that happening here in El, in El Paso, Texas, is that uh, the government, uh, the current government, uh, is 
let themselves be bullied by, uh, by Abbott, the governor of Texas. Uh, and in that, there is a knee-jerk reaction from the, uh, from the administration, and that reaction uh, going to cause more problems uh, for the people that have been already about 7,000 that I know that have been already in Haiti. And Haiti uh, is not uh, equipped to receive them. Uh, it's, it's creating more problems for these people that are trying, uh, trying to find life. If, if we're going to do anything about uh, this problem, we need to go to Panama and Colombia and Colombia uh, to fix it there. <laughs> not, not when they already cross uh, all these countries and then enter even Mexico and now the United States. The United States, uh, like, uh, like uh, the speakers already said, uh, understand the situation in Haiti. Haiti being ruled by... Uh, by bad politicians for, for decades. Uh, like Brian and George uh, Carlos were saying, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's bad governance that happening, international uh, bad policy over, over decades, allowing uh, puppets, allowing corrupt uh, people to govern in Haiti over the last decades, uh, decades. And now we're doing a knee-jerk reaction to respond to this because Republicans uh, who are already against us, uh, against migrants, uh, Republicans are bullying, you know, talk about it and so forth, and now the Haitian people are going to suffer more, more and more. You're there in El Paso. Um, are you uh, and your church members, are y'all corresponding uh, with officials there? Are you offering any, any assistance? Have you actually been on the ground to assess uh, what is going on here? Uh, have y'all even, you know, tried to provide any sort of uh, assistance, food, water, anything like that? So El Paso is 85% Hispanic and 3% uh, uh, African-Americans. And then we have these 300 Haitians here in El Paso. The majority of the Haitians here in El Paso, not migrants, are uh, part of the military. I'm a retired captain from the United States Army. And the rest, it's like 60 families, uh, Haitians, they're, they're all military. So they cannot speak about the current situation. So I speak. Now, today, the, uh, the county judge uh, uh, released uh, numbers of Haitians being processed in El, uh, through El Paso from Friday, talking about uh, uh, 1,500, and then starting today, it's going to be 500 every day. The process that I'm saying is that uh, to take them to the airport and then uh, send them back to Haiti. This process will not work. This process, like I said again, is going to cause more, uh, more, more more chaos in the life of the people in Haiti. Uh, the, the, uh, the people here in El Paso, you know, I'm one of the black churches here in El Paso that, uh, that uh, I need to appeal to the black community. I, I cannot sugarcoat it. Uh, we are a minority, uh, within a minority, and, and the black churches here in El Paso know that. Uh, uh, they have not responded uh, effectively to uh, to face this issue with me. Uh, within the last uh, five months, I've been receiving migrants, uh, black migrants, uh, 
black people here in El Paso, they know, they know uh, the stereotype in this city. And they have not, uh, they have not come uh, to address these issues to make sure that when a black migrant uh, departs. So now, something very quick I'm going to explain you. When a migrant uh, they finally get released from the uh, so-called detention center that ICE and CBP operate here in El Paso, when they got released, they got released literally with the prison outfit and then the GPS monitoring system. And then they let them go through the airport and then to the, uh, to the planes just like that. That's not right. This is inhuman. This is un-American. We should never do that to people. We should never do that to them. Not because because they're black. How we call we call in everybody say let's get the Afghans, put them in the in the in the military base. By the way, I'm here in Fort Bliss. You probably heard of Fort Bliss, Texas. We're here in this base where they put a lot of migrants. The people say, bring them, bring them. They, 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 they say to bring them. And then now, in about one month, you do that to Haitians? You do that to Haiti? Come on, that's not right. That's not right. Here's what's interesting. I, I got folks, uh, people who run their mouths, always smacking their guns on YouTube, saying, Roland, you voted for Biden for this. Uh, let me remind all of y'all who, who seem to be stuck on stupid, okay? Who sent Haitians back? Trump. Who did before Trump? Obama. Who did it before Obama? Bush. Yes. Who did it before Bush? Clinton. Mm -hmm. Who did it before Clinton? Bush. Who did it before Bush, the father? Reagan. Who did it before Reagan? Carter. So this is the, the point that I need people to understand, this is American policy. And that's the issue here, and we, we need to contend with that. Why does America have a different policy for Haitians than they have for Cubans? What exactly is the distinction for America freely accepting Afghan refugees or other refugees from around the world, but having a separate status for Haitians? So can, can someone answer to me, when, when, when someone is trying to seek asylum, what is the distinction that we offer in the country? Uh, 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 Carlos or Brian or Patrice or, 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 or Pastor, where, is, where, you have, where you're facing persecution in your country uh, or the, uh, the various reasons that we give in this country? Anyone? So with Cuba in particular, we had the wet foot, dry foot policy for a very long time. Which okay, just so said for the person who don't know, what's wet foot, dry foot policy? It basically it is exactly what it sounded like, which was that if you were Cuban and you came on a boat, wet foot, and once you set foot on any type of American soil, dry foot, you are allowed asylum. You are allowed asylum. You can get a green card. You'll process by just the mere fact that you're Cuban. Now, Obama wound down that program, so I'm not sure where it is right now. And then for asylum, that is still an international right. But under the COVID pandemic, which of course we're still in, Trump decided to say that he could use Title 42, something that's been around for a really long time. He could use Title 42 to deny migrants at the border. And at that time, as you rightfully say, Kamala Harris, 
vice president was one of the lead people who came out talking about how inhumane that was. And yet, under Biden, they are touting that same rule. So it's as if Trump is terrible, but his policies are not. Look at these images. These images that we are seeing are preventable. America has the money, the resources. They recruited overnight 400 civilians, supposedly, to go down to the border to facilitate with deportation. Why? Because they're at war with these individuals. They're at war with Black people. Black people do not deserve our uh, care or our compassion, and they are not trying to actually make anything better. The other thing that we're not talking about, since you care so much about COVID, since you care so much about COVID, wear your masks, and why aren't you giving care to people? Are you testing every single person before they get on that plane? What are you giving them when they actually get to Haiti? And are you caring about whether or not they are themselves going to get sick when they land there? They don't care. They don't care. Haiti has nothing else to offer the United States government at this time. And that's just the end of it. If Haiti had what America wanted, they would do something about it. But at this point in time, Haiti doesn't have what America wants. And so we are going to treat people as if they are dirt, worse than dirt, worse than dogs. The dogs would have been taken better care of. We see the way Americans treat their dogs. These people are being treated worse than dogs. I'm so sorry. I'm so angry today, extremely angry today, because this should not be happening. And Mayorkas is a hypocrite. Biden is a hypocrite. And so is Kamala Harris to allow this to happen. Also, a last thing, where did they get whips from? I really want a full investigation into CBP because this is unearthing and shedding a lot of light. Whips and horses? That's what we do? That's what we do to people who are vulnerable? Do you see any Haitians there with guns, with knives, with anything? No, you see them with the clothes on their back and the babies in their arm. Why are you whipping them? Why are you not offering care? Organizations are willing and able. They all know someone here in the United States who can sponsor them. They've got family members. This is cruelty. It's evil. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Brian, go ahead. I think one answer to your question was answered by Frederick Douglass back in 1893, who was U.S. ambassador to Haiti. And he said that we were punishing Haiti because Haitians were black and they dared to be free. And I think, unfortunately, that is still the case today. Um, the, as we know, the Customs and Border Patrol is deeply, has white supremacism deeply entrenched within its ranks. And even this policy, Title 42, was started by Trump advisor Stephen Miller, who's a known white supremacist. And it was not done to stop COVID because he tried this, to use the same thing for months before COVID came along. He just wanted to help preserve the white majority in the United States. And that's what this is all about. And the Biden administration may not like that, may not like Stephen Miller's policies, but they're cer- they are certainly continuing them, uh, either because they like them or because they're unwilling to stand up against the white supremacists. And as long as people who profess to not like white supremacy are not willing to stand up against it, this is going to continue. Uh, Carlos, the reality is uh, the Biden administration uh, does have a problem when you had when you had then U.S. Senator Kamala Harris uh, speaking out against this. Now she is vice president. The other issue is this here. Biden also put her over the border. So the question now is, again, so this is happening. We heard from the DHS secretary today, have not heard from Harris, have not heard from Biden. We heard from the press secretary, Jen Psaki, just so people understand. Uh, and look, this is probably also very personal uh, to, Karine, to Karine Jean St. Pierre, who is a deputy press secretary, because she's Haitian. Uh, and so, uh, again, I, I reached out to the White House yesterday and specifically said, I want an administration official on the show today. They got back with me saying the DHS secretary was having a press conference. I said, no, I want someone on the show to explain. No one was offered up. Uh, and so they have, they have some serious questions to answer when you talk about this treatment here. And I, and I specifically asked about the horses and the whips, did not get an answer. Yo, Roland, from the National Bar's perspective, uh, the Biden administration is sending mixed signals. Just last month, the Biden administration redesignated Haiti a TPS beneficiary nation, where those Haitians already in the country do not have to be deported immediately, repatriated immediately because of the violence and political instability. And yet now you have the Biden administration allowing 
people to go back without the benefit of seeking asylum in this country when they get to the port of entry. Or, um, I mean, it's just, it's baffling to the National Bar Association. So we're simply asking the Biden administration to stop sending mixed signals. Or are you going to do right or are you going to do wrong? You cannot do both. So, so the question now is what happens next? Because not only that, uh, you also had conflicting statements coming out of Haiti, where some were saying, we'll, we, we'll welcome them. Others were like, hold up, there's a moratorium. So, so the, the other question is this here, what exactly is the Haitian government officially saying uh, with regards to this crisis? Pastor Judy, can you answer that? Uh, one thing that uh, we have not received any response yet, one question we ask, because the president of Haiti just, uh, just got assassinated uh, not, uh, ab about a month and a half. Uh, normally, for deportations to take place, uh, the head of state, like a, uh, like a president, an elected official, supposed to be the one signing, accepting those Haitians. Now, of course, there's so many corrupt officials in Haiti right now working with uh, the U.S. Uh, US uh, embassy that probably work some deals. Questions need to be answered about how do they uh, accept those, those migrants, uh, those Haitians. There's some Haitians that uh, left Haiti after the earthquake. Uh, they already uh, settled in many places. Haiti is the last place that uh, they will go because they, they, the ties is limited because they've been away from Haiti for so long. So the question today is, is who signed, who accepted them, who, 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 who allowed it? Or is the administration just, uh, just by force just enter Haiti because Haiti is, 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 is unstable right now? So as far as officials in Haiti, uh, it, it's uh, nobody really in charge because not too long ago, uh, the prosecutor uh, sent uh, a letter to, uh, to, to interview the, the, the current prime minister. The prime minister turned around and get uh, the prosecutor uh, uh, fired. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the things that we need to talk about also is that who is in charge in Haiti and how who does the administration work with in Haiti to do things from a from a Haitian perspective it's uh, some shady thing is happening right now and 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 these these people they need to come to your show and to uh, to respond to those hard questions how did that happen how do we treat Haitians like that? Like you were talking about the question about Cuba and, uh, and, and, and Haiti. You know, I came here in the, in, in the United States in 1994 based on asylum, uh, uh, grant, uh, my, my asylum application from Haiti was granted because when I was in Haiti, I was working in Radio Cacique in Haiti. So, uh, so there was... Nowadays, when the Haitian, even though they have credible fear of persecution, uh, of torture, and, and death, they say that, oh, it's all economic, economical because they don't have anybody that uh, talk on their behalf. Cuba have a lot of people talking on their behalf. Now I'm appealing to the, to the, to, to the African-American community to start helping us. 
to start helping this country in the Caribbean that's been so long been mistreated, abused by the U.S. and by their own. Well, in fact, on that particular question, uh, I mean, I raised this question uh, a couple of months ago, um, and I said, in terms of, you, look, there's a very strong Cuban-American alliance, groups that are in uh, this country, especially in Miami-Dade. And uh, everyone keeps telling me that you have these very strong Haitian-American organizations. Okay, the question is, where are they? You know, who right now is, is, is doing the lobbying? Who is doing the pushing on this administration? Who is reaching out uh, to black media? Who's doing that? I mean, do, do any of you know, uh, you know, how are they being organized uh, to, uh, to do this? I reached out to uh, a couple of folks, and they were like, hey, call this uh, state, state official in, in New York, call this person here. Uh, and so, Patrice, uh, you know, what is happening there? Are they marshalling the forces uh, to be able to, uh, uh, to drive this? Are, are they going to be on black radio? Are they going to be sitting here, you know, even, even you know, planning uh, impromptu protests outside of the White House or anywhere in D.C.? Um, what is happening there? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm here because I come from an organization that is, uh, it has Haitians, that we are undocumented Black people all across the country. So that's the first part of it. There are other people that I know that are on the border right now. I know Haitian Bridge Alliance, Gerline Joseph, she may have been on your show before, and she is currently in Del Rio. She's been there since last week. She's monitoring what's going on. We are present. We are there. When it comes on to protests and stuff, I'll tell you from my experience even, and I've had a few protests in the Capitol. I'm here in Washington, D.C. When we have protests, do you know how they greet us? They greet us with dogs. They greet us with dogs going in and out of who we are, whether or not we have Congress people present. The way that they treat us is so bad, so, so bad. So, of course, we'll continue to do that. We'll continue to rally. We'll continue to do all the things. But we just finished that fight, actually, for Haitian TPS. And when that was granted, Secretary Mayorkas came to Miami, and I was there in Miami. And he said, oh, I love the Haitian people. I'm going to help the Haitian people. I'm so sorry it took me so long to designate TPS. And yet, a month after the designation has been extended, this is where we are. It doesn't make sense. You know why it doesn't make sense? Because it is not being done for humanitarian reasons. It's all politics. It's all politics. And so they're going to listen to who they want to listen to. Extremists, the Republicans, the favor that Biden is supposedly trying to curry for whatever reason, and others who are scared of the situation and scared of Black people. Plain, straight, and simple. But we'll continue to use our power. Why doesn't the mainstream media have us? Oh well, right? well I can look. I I, I can tell you that uh, that that that's a real easy answer, uh, because uh, look, you barely got uh, African American issues covered. You damn sure not going to have Haitians. But what you also have is you have folks uh, who are much more willing uh, to cover what happens with Cuban Americans uh, than what happens with Haitian Americans. Uh, um, uh, Brian, uh, you of course uh, you founded the Institute for Justice and Democracy in Haiti. I was that executive director for, for, for 15 years. Un unpack this, please. Unpack this for me. Um, in, in terms of um, you have, obviously, you got CBC members who are very much involved. Wh who, who are the white congressional or U.S. Senate allies for Haiti? 
there's been some, and it's growing. You know, one thing that was really exciting to <clears throat> of us among the disappointment that we had this spring with the Biden administration was the fact that the, the House Foreign Affairs Committee has been taking a very strong stance against our administration's support for a brutal regime in Haiti. That was led by Gregory Meeks, obviously a, a CBC member. But one of the exciting things was almost every member of his committee, both black and white and uh, Hispanics and, and, and others, uh, were supportive of that. Um, mostly Haiti work has been led by the CBC, traditionally John Conyers for a long time, Maxine Waters, uh, Barbara Lee, uh, lots of, of BB, CBC stalwarts. Um, but definitely less so by by the members of the the white congressional Congress. Um, in the, on the Senate side, uh, Senator Ed Markey has been has been stepping up for Haiti um, in the past. Um, but you know, obviously, you need a lot more. You need people willing to stand up against uh, against the uh, Democratic administration. I mean, there's much more willingness to stand up for the Trump administration for calling Haiti a shithole country than it was for standing up against the Biden administration for treating Haitians the way we're seeing on, on television Well, today. here's what I mean by that. So, you, know, you take Florida Senator Marco Rubio. as a huge <clears throat> Haitian-American contingent there in, uh, in, uh, in Haiti. He said nothing. I'm about to send a tweet out right now. He said nothing. I'm on his, I'm on his Twitter feed right now. Uh, he said nothing about what's happening uh, with the Haitians there. Yeah. And I think that's that's been the... That's been the position of most of most members of Congress, Republican or Democrat. Um, they're not they're not speaking up. And and again, I mean, I, I don't think I have to add to what everybody else has been saying. There's no way of making the distinction other than on the basis of skin color. Um, Carlos, <clears throat> um, what's next? What's next? We hope to get down to the border uh, as uh, president of the National Bar the black lawyers and judges in this country and see for ourselves what's going on and assist uh, with the Haitian Bridge Alliance to offer humanitarian assistance, offer legal assistance, pro bono assistance to those individuals. They are entitled to a court hearing. They are being immediately expelled from this country without benefit of petitioning the country of the government for uh, asylum. And that is wrong. We want the rule of law to rule the day, to carry the day, and we will fight and not sit silent until justice and the rule of law prevails in this country. Pastor Judy, for you, what, what should happen next? I think what next is that uh, there, there's a bigger awareness that just been brought to the attention of the American people and the, to the black community, is that what you see under the bridge in the Rio, Texas, it doesn't happen there. We have to go back to see over the past 50 years how the United States of America has been mistreated Haiti by putting bad people in power in Haiti, by uh, setting up bad conditions for Haitians to live in Haiti. What we see that happen under the bridge is the eye-opener that we should never abandon this place. What took, what took place under the bridge when we see people being mistreated, people having makeshift uh, envi environmental protection, uh, it's giving us a bigger picture as a whole that we need to do something, something positive. We need not to respond to Republican 
bullying, bullying us, we need to continue, march, uh, continue forward. Like uh, things that took place in the past, actually for Haiti, uh, the, uh, the Congressional Black Caucus being in the forefront. Now I understand Biden is the president, he's a Democratic president, they're kind of silent. They need to come back and start talking again, start uh, bringing awareness. Uh, the, uh, we need to take off the gloves. Uh, the Black Lives Matter. We need to get involved uh, about this minority of black in Haiti being mistreated for too long. And the real is, is to let us know that, oh, Haiti still exists. Haiti, we need to do something more positive about that place. Uh, Patrice. Dr. Black will continue to organize. In the past uh, week or so, we were able to organize a letter that came from Congress with about 50 Congress people. It needs to be much more. Um, we had another letter that was sent to the administration that had over 300 advocate organizations, national, state, and local. It needs to be much more. And we are calling on all of the viewers to treat this situation as how they treated the kids in cages. Let the whips on horses uh, be the same reaction as kids in cages. And uh, we're going to call for more people to do that and for Biden to institute humanitarian parole for Haitians immediately and end Title 42. There should not be a flight tomorrow after what we witnessed today. Uh, all right, folks. Look, right. We certainly are going to uh, keep our focus on this, uh, and we want... Uh, absolutely, so for someone from the Biden administration to come on to explain uh, this, to explain this policy, the special Title 42. In addition to that, uh, expect to be hearing more from Congressional Black Caucus members, uh, Congresswoman Yvette Clark, that they're actually in a meeting as we speak with Vice President Kamala Harris on another issue. And hopefully, uh, when they come out of that meeting, we'll be able to hear from Congresswoman Yvette Clark. So, uh, uh, Judge Carlos Moore, uh, Brian Concannon, Patrice Lawrence, and Pastor John, Jacoby, Judy, I certainly appreciate all of you being on the show. Thank you. All right, folks, uh, going to take a break. We come back, we'll have our panel, and we'll unpack this further and break down other news right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. Back in a moment. I believe that people our age have lost the ability to focus the, the discipline on the art of organizing. The challenges, there's so many of them, and they're complex. And we need to be moving to address them. But I'm able to say, watch out, Tiffany. I know this road. That is so freaking dope. <laughs> <laughs> Time to be smart. Roland Martin's doing this every day. Thank you, Roland Martin, for always giving voice to the issues. Look for Roland Martin in the whirlwind, to quote Marcus Garvey again. The video looks phenomenal, so I'm really excited to see it on my big screen. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. I got to defer to the brilliance of Dr. Carr and to the brilliance of the Black Star Network. I am rolling with Roland all the way. Honored to be on a show that you own, a Black man owns the show. Folks, Black Star Network is here. I'm real um, revolutionary right now. Rolling was amazing on that. Stay Black, I love y'all. I can't 
commend you enough about this platform that you've created for us to be able to share who we are, what we're doing in the world, and the impact that we're having. Let's be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You can't be black on media and be scared. You dig? America lost 58,200 soldiers in Vietnam. Under Ron DeSantis' disastrous leadership, Florida has lost 47,000 people to COVID. Every day I come to work, I feel like I'm going to war. Uh, I feel like it's a battlefield. Governor Ron DeSantis has been downplaying the severity of COVID in Florida. I mean, it may go up a little, but it is not surging. Just like the Secretary of Defense and generals did in Vietnam. We will prevail in Vietnam over the communist aggressor. Now they're accusing you of creating, quote, an artificial decline in deaths and misleading the public about the surge coming to an end. What is your take on all this? So first of all, it's just a totally false partisan narrative. Comments on civilian casualties have been used in the United States for political purposes and have been greatly exaggerated. There's been a lot of misinformation. Soon Florida will surpass the number of Americans dead in Vietnam. The fact is, we're, we're no longer in a state of emergency. ICUs, most cases, are just overflowing at this point. Governor Ron DeSantis has said that hospitals have it under control. ICU nurses are at their breaking point. In my whole nursing career, I've never seen anything like it. The war in Vietnam is going well, and we will succeed. Robert McNamara, Secretary of Defense. 40 to 50 ambulances in the county have to wait an hour or more to offload their patients because there aren't enough beds. 1,200 dead of COVID yesterday in Florida. That's not the total for a week or a month, but one single day. More people are dying now than ever before during the pandemic. So are you going to give a speech or are you going to answer ask a question? Refrigerated trailers are in place at several hospitals to expand hospital morgue capacity. Ron DeSantis' disastrous leadership has turned Florida into its own Vietnam. Yet we were wrong. I believe we're, <clears throat> I believe we were terribly wrong. Hey, yo, peace world. What's going on? It's the Love King of R&B, Raheem Devon. Hey, I'm Cupid, the maker of the Cupid Shuffle and the Wham Dance. What's going on? This is Tobias Trevelyan. And if you're ready, you are listening to and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Folks, this is a drone video from the folks at The Insider uh, that gives you a sense of uh, how expansive and how major this issue is where you have upwards of 12,000 Haitian migrants there on the border. So check this out. Again, uh, it's uh, quite uh, devastating there. I'm bringing my panel right now, Kelly Bethea, uh, communications uh, strategist, Johan LeBlanc, national security and foreign affairs uh, analyst, uh, Dr. Omakongo Dabinga, professorial lecturer, School of International Service, American University. Glad to have all of you here. Um, Jahana, I'll start with you. Your, your assessment uh, of, of how uh, significant and serious uh, this issue is uh, and what must the Biden administration do 
uh, to deal with, uh, obviously, these uh, shameful images? Absolutely, Roland. Um, I think that, um, one, um, we need to look at the rule of law and see what it says, right? And as we know, um, you know, under, um, for asylum, um, these folks are, are obviously at the border um, because they're seeking refuge. Um, so I believe that um, they should be allowed, um, be afforded the opportunity um, to engage in a credible fear interview and for the administration to ascertain uh, whether or not they are eligible for um, asylum, to apply for asylum, um, and, and so forth. So I think that the rule of law um, needs to be applied here, like it has been applied, uh, like it's always applied with other immigrants, immigrants that are not black and um, black and brown, right? Um, so, so, and, and also I think that um, the Biden administration needs to um, certainly um, treat um, um, those uh, migrants um, with dignity. And I understand if you're going to repatriate them, um, while I do believe that um, their rights are fundamentally being violated under international law and even some of the domestic laws here in America under the Immigration Nationalization Code, but at the very minimum, the administration must treat these migrants with dignity. Um, for example, one woman um, who was sent back to Haiti, um, she was um, repatriated back to Haiti, she said, you know, I, I don't mind that they sent me back to the country where I'm from. That's not the problem. But the Biden administration should have treated me like a human. And I think for all of us, whoever you are watching um, these images, we should all feel uncomfortable because we put Biden in office. I myself voted for President Biden because Biden told us that he was going to restore America's dignity. And right now, that's not what he's doing. He has continued with Trump's failed policies as it relates to the treatment of immigrants, in particular, black immigrants. So the Biden administration needs to comply with the rule of law and treat those migrants with dignity. Um, Omakongo, um, this obviously, uh, you have an administration that is under uh, intense pressure uh, from the right, right wing. Let me, let me just give you a sense of, of, of why I'm saying that. So go, go back to my computer, please. So if I scroll down, I just click videos. If you look at, uh, you know, we don't, a lot of the folks who are reporting on this, uh, what you're seeing is uh, you're seeing, yes, Sky News, you're seeing uh, CNN, but guess what, Democracy Now!, but also uh, you're seeing Breitbart, Daily Caller, a lot of these right-wing websites. And so what's happening here, what's happening here is that the right-wing has been putting massive pressure on President uh, uh, Biden over the issue was happening on the border because they have been making this a political wedge issue. And so there's even, uh, you see this, I mean, just so y'all understand what's going on here, uh, I'm, and I'm going to play this, I'm not going to play a lot of it, but here you got uh, Senator Ted Cruz, Cuban immigrant, okay, dropping this video that Breitbart pushed out, uh, Cruz blames Biden for inhumane Texas migrant camp. Uh, they're pimping what's happening here with the Haitians. That, that's what the right is doing here. And so when you go through, when you go to Twitter, you look at uh, who's pushing out the videos right here, Daily Caller. There's a reason why the right is doing it. They don't give a damn about Haiti. Yeah, absolutely right. A absolutely right. And they're going to push any single narrative that they can to act like they, they, they care about us. And yes, we can talk about how Biden can't can't win for losing when it comes to this because he's going to get hit from all sides. But we need to focus, like you just did for this last hour, on the side that we're on and hitting them. Because as the last 
call, uh, panelists said uh, of the last segment, those flights need to stop tomorrow. All these Breitbart and all these guys, they're going to take every single thing that they can, but we need to keep this activism going. We're talking about freaking whips, Roland. Whips, man. It's like, it's like 1821 or, or, or 2021. Biden has all of this talk about restoring dignity and the like, but his policies, whether we're talking about Iran, Cuba, Canada, and now this is, is continuing what Trump did. And we put these people in office right now, and really, at the end of the day, Ted Cruz and all of these guys, they can go and sit themselves down somewhere. We got to continue to fight for our people on this border. Like the pastor said, where the church is, where, just, just, just where are we right now, Roland, right? And Nobody's giving it the type of attention that you're giving it right now. And so we need to keep the fight up. Biden, Harris, who's supposed to be on the border handling this stuff. These are our people, man, and they're being treated like animals. I've never seen this on the border, whether we're talking about the kids in cages, whether we're talking about Cuba, whether we're talking about Mexico, none of this. And you're sending people back. One, one, one story, you're sending these guys back to Haiti, and I appreciate what our sister was saying about didn't mind being sent home, but we also have people who do mind being sent home. One brother said he was 12 the last time he was in Cuba 10 years ago. And he's like, they just dropped me off, and I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight. You put them on a plane, don't tell them where they're going, and it, you put them, as the pastor was saying, still in their detention guard. This is not the United States of America. This is the United States of inhumanity, and we cannot stand for this. Uh, Kelly, when we look at um, um, what's happening, you heard the pastor there. You heard uh, the man even in that video who says, yo, we don't know who the hell's in control in Haiti. It is a country uh, that is rudderless when it comes to leadership. Uh, you have the investigation, the assassination of the president. Uh, you have uh, folks saying that the, that, that the prime minister uh, was involved. I mean, you have all sorts of different things there. And so you heard that man say it's civil war. It's thugs and gangs being in control. Folks are afraid of their lives. Uh, it's utter chaos. It is utter chaos. But what's even more chaotic to me is the fact well, not even chaotic, but it's just incredibly hypocritical of the United States to be treating Haitians this way. But like I've said on your program before, I don't even know if the United States can truly help Haiti the way it needs to be helped because they don't truly understand freedom. Haiti is free. We are not because we still treat um, our own citizens as though there is a, uh, a caste system here. We still treat um, black people like second class citizens here. So the treatment of Haitians and other minorities at the border, other nationalities at the border isn't surprising to me, but it is incredibly disappointing, especially when we see literally a flashback to 1821, such as uh, uh, our previous panelists said, with the horses and the whips. And for me, it just does not compute how, how we still have this performative allyship when it comes to minorities and black people. American cannot afford to do any more performative allyship. We cannot afford to do any more um, just surface-level humanitarian help. You being there with cameras is not helping the issue. I saw on CNN today, they had a live footage of people um, bathing in some type of body of water. I couldn't tell if it was a river or not, but it was uncensored. And by that, I mean, there was literally wow. a naked, tender-aged child on CNN without censored. So for me, going back to the fact that they are not treating these people with dignity and how 
we are not treating Haitians the way we would treat the Afghans, that we literally just risked 12 American lives to get over here, and even more so. The fact that we are taking away their dignity and compromising our integrity as the United States is just appalling to me. So again, we can't we cannot afford any more performative allyship. We cannot afford to keep going like this. Um, it is clear that those men on horses had that equipment for a while. It said the United States on it. They're backed by the United States. So the shocking fact is that it was a picture, not the fact that it's happening. So the Biden administration, it, this is on you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, look. The, the reality is. This is, you can't say Trump, Republicans. No, Biden, Harris, they are now in control. They control the levers of government. And so the buck stops with them. And you saw in that news conference how uh, April Ryan was pressing uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki, who was not happy at all uh, with uh, how aggressive she was doing so. But these things have to be answered uh, because what we're seeing uh, is dead wrong. And again, I'm going to go back to what I keep saying uh, over and over and over again, and that is there has to be a reckoning as to why there's a separate policy in the United States for how Haitians are treated compared to Cuban Americans and others. The reality is this. If there were 12,000 Cubans trying to make their way into the country, they would not be boarded on planes and flown back to Cuba. Simple as that. Simple as that. So uh, that absolutely must be dealt with. All right, uh, folks, uh, i got to go to a break. Jahan LeBlanc, we certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. When we come back, folks, we'll talk more on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. George Floyd's death hopefully put another nail in the coffin of racism. You talk about awakening America, it led to a historic summer of, of protest. I hope our younger generation don't ever forget that nonviolence is soul force. Right. to be smart. Roland Martin's doing this every day. Oh, no punches! Thank you, Roland Martin, for always giving voice to the issues. Look for Roland Martin in the whirlwind, to quote Marcus Garvey again. The video looks phenomenal, so I'm really excited to see it on my big screen. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. I gotta defer to the brilliance of Dr. Carr and to the brilliance of the Black Star Network. I am rolling with rolling all the way. Honored to be on a show that you own, a black man owns the show. Folks, Black Star Network is here. I'm real um, revolutionary right now. Rolling was amazing on that. Stay black, I love y'all. I can't commend you enough about this platform that you've created for us to be able to share who we are, what we're doing in the world, and the impact that we're having. Let's be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You can't be black-owned media and be scared. You dig? Bishop T.D. Jake. How y'all doing? It's your favorite funny girl, Amanda Seals. Hi, I'm Anthony Brown from Anthony Brown and Group Therapy. What up, Lana Well, and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. <laughs>
Prosecutors in the R. Kelly sex trafficking trial rest their case after calling 45 witnesses over the past month. Several women and two men in Kelly's inner circle testified he was grooming them for unwanted sex and psychologically tormenting them. The defense will now begin calling former Kelly employees to cast doubt on some of the accusers' accounts. Kelly has denied any wrongdoing. Uh, Kelly, uh, Bethea, I'll start with you. Uh, again, uh, the R. Kelly uh, defense, they got an uphill battle on their hands. I don't even think it's uphill. I think they already lost the war on this. This is just a matter of constitutional rights at this point and the fact that R. Kelly is entitled to an adequate and effective defense. Um, frankly, what he did was indefensible. Um, we have known for 20 years that R. Kelly is a pedophile. He is also a hepophile. He is a disgusting human being who happened to have been talented not talented uh, to the point of, of, you know, that he's above reproach, but he was talented nonetheless. He, um, he was a musician, but that does not excuse his behavior to the tens of possibly hundreds of black girls and young black women that he has assaulted, that he has raped, that he has... Uh, hold up, hold up, but hold up, but, but again, hold up. We cannot say he's assaulted and raped because he hasn't been convicted. I understand your Allegedly. point. Allegedly. Thank you. Allegedly. I said, but you know, as a lawyer, you can't, we can't make that because I, he's not been convicted. I'm aware. My apologies. Allegedly assaulted, allegedly raped. Um, just indefensible crimes that he has been indicted for. Um, he needs to go to jail. Um, should he be found guilty, which I, at this point, have no doubt that he will be, um, he needs to be up under the jail. This is a man who claimed to be the Pied Piper. He coined himself to be a, a predator, because that is what a Pied Piper was. Um, that whole folklore of a older man who, by being a musician, was able to lure children away from the safety of their homes so that he could do unspeakable things to them. Um, the fact that he likened himself to that in a favorable light and still thinks that what he allegedly did is okay, just shows you that not only the cognitive dissonance, but just how sick this man really is and how sick, frankly, his followers are who still think that he's innocent. So again, um, like you said, we're going to be watching this very closely, um, but I have a really good feeling that we won't be saying the word allegedly much longer. McCongo? Uh, I'm definitely hoping that, that, that Kelly is right on, on that in terms of we won't be saying allegedly much, much longer. And I really hope that after this trial is complete that many of his accomplices will also be brought up on trial because they engaged in trafficking of children. Last week you talked about how somebody walked in on him when he was performing oral sex on Aaliyah. I mean, these are things that people knew and these are things that people saw. The man used to sit outside of high schools looking, looking for girls and people enabled that. I think it's really important also that we're making sure that these victims are getting the uh, uh, alleged victims are getting the support that they need as well. 
because we all see when people who might be celebrities like a Lupita Nyong'o or, or people like that come out and condemn people like a Harvey Weinstein for what they did, and they get attacked online and social media. These, these younger children, they don't have that type of defense. And so if people are knowing who they are, I wouldn't be surprised if people who are still part of R. Kelly's team are engaging in some form of bullying and, and those types of behavior as well. So we have to make sure that we're doing the work to uplift them as well because they need the support for their coverage. They were doing this before Me Too ever popped off, right? And so really, at the end of the day, we have to make sure we're supporting our young black girls who are now young black women now and probably a little bit older black women now. And we have to make sure that this entourage and everybody who's been involved in this trafficking ring gets punished to this most severe extent of the law if they are found to be guilty. Uh, so we certainly will see what happens now that the defense now has their time. All right, folks, so let's, let's go to Michigan, uh, where, crazy story, a Michigan father is suing a school district for cutting his daughter's hair. Biracial, but did it without permission. Jimmy Hoffmeyer filed a $1 million lawsuit against Mount Pleasant Public School for racial discrimination, ethnic intimidation, intentional infliction of emotional distress and assault, and battery. Hoffmeyer claims the school violated his daughter's rights after having their hair cut on two separate occasions while his daughter, Journey, was at school. Joining us right now is Jimmy Hoffmeyer, as well as attorney Chandrika Simmons and Christina Laster, director of policy and legislation, National Parents Union. Glad to have you here. Jimmy, first of all, why the hell they, why the hell are they cutting their hair? Like, what, what, what was the rationale given? Uh, they said it was because my daughter, my seven-year-old daughter, asked for it to be done. Okay, hold on. They're claiming that your daughter asked for her hair to be cut. Yep. But so what? Is there a is there a salon or a barbershop in the school? <laughs> no, there isn't actually. <laughs> so so first of all, who cut her hair? Uh, first time it was a seven-year-old. A uh, little girl that was in class with her, and that was on, and her name was Amaya, I guess. Uh, that was on March 24th, and March 26th, it was done by her library teacher and approved by her uh, second or her first grade uh, main teacher as well. Okay, so I mean, obviously, look in, in schools, kids do all kind of stuff, uh, and so having another classmate clip your hair, I mean, I, I get that. But a teacher actually went ahead and at, at no point did that teacher say, sorry, Journey, I can't cut your hair. Uh, you're going to have to actually um, talk to your parents? And no one talked no. to you? She actually addressed my daughter, actually. And, uh, yeah, I'd never got an email, a call. I had to call them to figure out what happened to my daughter's hair. Um, Chandrika, so explain this because does, does the district actually have a policy? They... No. Go, go the ahead. district does not have a policy of uh, educators turning into barbers and cosmetologists for the day. So this library teacher gets permission. Who the hell gave her permission? No one gave them permission. And um, from the evidence that we've gathered from them thus far, they have every mechanism in place to be able to contact a parent regarding any underlying issue that they may have regarding a student. And in this case, they chose not to 
contact Mr. Hoffmeyer and to just unilaterally decide that this what was best for his daughter. Even though Mr. Hoffmeyer had already taken his daughter to a hair salon after the child on the bus cut her hair to shape it up and make it look presentable, they cut this child hair after she had visited at a hair salon. So I'm just trying, I mean, the thing that really just jumps out at me here, Jimmy, is, okay, what was the response from the principal from the school district? Uh, the response from the principal, it was, there really wasn't a good response. They just asked how they could just make it go away, pretty much, is all they said. And from the get-go, they told me that they were going to end up with uh, letters in their progress reports, and that's what the end result was of their third-party investigation, who never spoke to me or my daughter or her counselor or anything. I want to bring in uh, Christina Laster, of course, with the National Parents Union. Christina, the reason this is um, significant, significant because this is not the first story we've told. We've had black folks fighting hair battles. Uh, we've, of course, uh, been covering the Crown Act, its passage uh, in different parts of the country uh, for the past um, uh, for the past year or so. Uh, and the thing that uh, that, that really um, that jumps out is just this constant desire to cut black kids' hair. Right. Uh, and so, basically, we see that Mount Pleasant would like uh, the public to believe that this is an isolated incident, but we know that it is not. And there is a pattern and a history of hair discrimination, right? And now we're seeing that permeate throughout K-12 schools um, where children are either forced to comply or assimilate immediately if they're involved in athletics or whatever the case may be, um, this takes it beyond the norm of asking the student to like cut their own hair to, they took that action into their own hands without parental permission or consent. And so this is why it's vital to have accountability mechanisms like the Crown Act that specifically say you cannot do these things um, and under these certain conditions because apparently common sense was not so common that day. Um, in terms of um, what is the next step, first of all, with your lawsuit, uh, Christina? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, um, uh, Shandrika, your next step for, for the lawsuit? So right now we filed a lawsuit last week um, in the Western District. Um, the lawsuit, however, will be moved over to the Eastern District um, most likely in a couple of weeks. Once that is moved over, we will uh, serve the the plain, the defendants with the lawsuit and go from there. Um, what we're seeking is um, some type of justice because the response that we received these months that we've been trying to reach a resolution with the school district on this matter is so nonchalant, so not taking accountability for this uh, occurrence of this child. And I don't think they understand the underlying issues that this is a cultural issue and there needs to be a cultural change in the Mount Pleasant school districts. Um, I've been reading uh, comments about the, this lawsuit since I filed it, and I just I see that there's a cultural divide as to um, children of color and their hair versus others and their hair. But I would like to say this: if anyone had a child in public schools and they came back home with their hair cut, they would be livid.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Um, Jimmy, obviously, you had a response from the principal. How about the school board? The school board, we haven't gotten any response from, really. We we tried to show up at uh, school board meetings and have them address things, and they've never responded back. Wow. Well, that's, uh, that is certainly uh, very strange there. Uh, and, and I must say, Christina, we keep, we keep seeing this. Uh, and for a long time, you had black parents uh, who, you know, you know, played the get along and get along game. Now you got people who are saying absolutely not, especially since you have more African-Americans who are wearing natural hairstyles uh, and are fighting a lot of these, uh, ha- these, these dress code policies that frankly discriminate against black folks. Right. And what we do know is that we can't legislate hard changes, but we can legislate justice, right? This is the importance of having um, the Crown Act in places for accountability, because as you heard from Jimmy Hoffmeyer, we tried to uh, use the proper protocols and procedures to address the school and the school board um, and ask for them to hold themselves accountable, but they were unable to do so. And so uh, as the public may see it as, oh, just a ploy to, you know, try to raise suit and get money, that is not the situation. We 
actually went through the proper procedures and channels uh, to try to get them to hold themselves accountable. But what we realized is that they were not willing to do so. And so now we will pursue uh, justice in the court and remedy in the court. And that is just basically what I admonish all parents to do in situations like this. Don't just leave it in the hands of people that aren't willing to hold themselves accountable. Pursue justice by every means. All right, then. Uh, Jimmy Hoffmeyer, uh, Shandrika Simmons, and Christina Lastra. I certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Let us know uh, what happens with this case. Thank you. Uh, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Omakongo, I want to start with you. Again, the, this is a constant attack on blackness. This is why the Crown Act uh, should be federal law. There have been different states and counties that have actually passed it, uh, but it actually should be... Uh, it actually should be... Uh, a federal law that deals with hair discrimination? It, ab it absolutely has to be. And I'm glad you asked the question about the school board because this is actually connected. I'm thinking of a story from the York Central School Board in Pennsylvania where they've banned a whole bunch of books and, you know, this whole critical race theory faux argument. And they're banning books, like, about Rosa Parks and so on and so forth. But, you know, they're just banning books with brown people in them. And one of the books was Hair Love. Right? A book that was widely celebrated for showing the beauty of, of, of young black children's hair. And so when people think that these are isolated is incidents, this is systematic. I'm thinking about that wrestler who had his hair cut and still went out there and won the match. We need the Crown Act to be federal and, and all of the parents out there. And for these teachers and these librarians and whoever who feel like they can just have the right to have access to our bodies in any way, shape, or form like this, I'm glad that there's national attention to this because that father deserves better. That child deserves better. And so the Crown Act needs to be the case. It needs to be federal. But we also need to realize that this is also connected with everything that's going on in these school boards to end to against, quote unquote, critical race theory being taught in schools. This is part of that whole movement that these guys are after. And we have to continue to fight it. Um, and uh, Kelly, again, I mean, whether it's that wrestler, they, they told him, look, I'll cut your hair. Are you going to get disqualified? Uh, whether it's the case of the brother in Texas who was uh, saying you can't graduate because of your, your hair violates the Texas dress code. I mean, it's just nonsense. All of it's nonsense. Um, and you see how my hair is today. Like, I have come across some discrimination um, regarding my hair myself. And it always irked my soul considering how my hair had absolutely nothing to do with my intelligence. It had absolutely nothing to do with my skill set in that job or that meeting or that, you know, that event. Um, my hair is my hair. And it should never have to be a political statement just being yourself. Um, so I personally commend the father in this situation because he is a lot calmer and uh, than I could ever be. But granted, this happened back in March, so maybe the the acute anger has subsided. But um, I commend him for his grace on this issue, and I also commend him for actually not only standing up for his daughter, but at this point, he's standing up for all the kids who are in um, this jurisdiction who have similar issues regarding their hair, because their hair should not be an issue at all, and yet it is. Um, I had questions regarding the status of the Crown Act in Michigan. Um, like Doctor said just previously, it should be federal law. But until that point, every state should have some type of legal safeguard when it comes to hair discrimination. That's why the Crown Act was even uh, legislated and designed for legislation in that regard. 
But uh, I would also press criminal charges if possible, because at the end of the day, this is assault on two ends. This is uh, assault on the civil side, which is where they're seeking damages. But this is also assault on the criminal side, because someone touched a child without um, parental consent um, or without the consent of somebody who could give consent. So um, I would be interested to see if uh, somebody's going to go that uh, legal route as well. All right, folks, let's talk about COVID, where Pfizer says it uh, has a vaccine that is safe for children ages 5 through 11. With pediatric infections on the rise, many parents are eager to vaccinate their children. The vaccine is already approved for children ages 12 and up. Uh, more than 5 million children have been diagnosed with COVID since the start of the pandemic. The FDA will decide on the safety of Pfizer's vaccine for children in the coming weeks. Today, there are 42.9 million reported cases of COVID and 692,000 deaths. Uh, in Alabama, there were more deaths than births last year. This is the first time the state in over, uh, that's happened in more than 100 years. Alabama has 64,714 reported deaths and 57,641 births in 2020. The state is battling a war against, uh, of course, the highly contagious Delta variant and running out of ICU beds. Uh, of course, they've had 770,000 reported cases there as well and 13,000 uh, 230,210 relate COVID deaths. Not only that, though, the thing that that's also um, that has to be dealt here is that a CDC uh, study uh, finds that the Moderna uh, vaccine is best at pre preventing uh, COVID-19 hospitalizations. And so uh, that's that's one of the issues uh, there as well. And so now all of the, the FDA says all of the uh, COVID-19 vaccines work well at preventing pr protecting against COVID hospitalization. But Moderna is better. And so what we're dealing with now here um, on Macongo is, again, what do we do? How do we deal with children who are being impacted? Uh, and so uh, Pfizer put the press release out. It has not been, is not been certified by the FDA that the Pfizer vaccine is better for kids 5 3 11. Yeah, and for, for a lot of parents, it's such welcome news. Another milestone today is that we've passed the number of people who've actually died during the, the flu of 1918 as it relates to the COVID pandemic today. So it is getting worse. You talk about Alabama on track to do that again this year. And you look at New York, you know, where a lot of students who came into the school year came in already testing. They already had COVID going in and, and the school has already shut down. We, we, we need this, man. We, we need this out there. Parents are, you know, I, I got three kids and, you know, my youngest is six years old. And so this is something that's that's on my mind on, on a regular basis as well. And, and really, quite honestly, at the end of the day, it's really sad when you see that a lot of what's happening in the, happening is because governors are just not taking action. They're, they're, they're blocking things like mask mandates and the like. And we have preventable deaths right now. And you talk about the number of children who are getting COVID going up. And I don't know what's going to go into the fall, man. We got another holidays coming up with uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. So people and, and Kwanzaa and everything. So I don't know if we're going to have more surges, but our kids need a level of protection, particularly when our political so-called leaders are not going to fight to, to protect them and do whatever they can to score political points. So I'm happy for this news today. Um, and again, it's safety. Parents want the kids to be safe. Bottom line is those who are under 12, uh, best bet they got is to keep washing their hands, uh, have a uh, safe distance and not and to wear those masks, Kelly. But the problem is you got these Republican, Republican governors who are fighting mask mandates in schools. 
it's absolutely ridiculous. It, it, to me, it just feels like these politicians do not care about our kids because it does not make sense that you are fighting against preventative measures um, against a global pandemic by telling people not to wear, frankly, the one thing that can keep them from getting it um, outside of a vaccine. It, it is absolutely ridiculous to me. And these poor kids, they don't have safeguards um, like the adults do being the vaccine. Finally, uh, Pfizer is saying that ages 5 to 11 are able to get it, but we don't know if these parents are going to give the uh the go-ahead to get this uh, vaccine to their kids because of the vaccine hesitancy and the vaccine, frankly, just the vaccine point. Um, it's, it's it's incredibly frustrating to me that these children have to rely on those who also do not care about them to the extent that they should. Um, if you are a parent who has a, a tender age child in this age group, please get them vaccinated because that is the only way we can actually achieve herd immunity. That is the only way we can get a semblance of normalcy back in this country and, you know, in, in, in general, the world. Um, but getting a vaccine, just one more vaccine outside of the other immunizations that your child probably already has to so be in public school, you know, just get them vaccinated. Just get them vaccinated. Um, well, you still got a lot of folks who say uh, disagree with that, but you know what? You got folks who are still impacted, such as comedian Chris Rock. He says uh, he has COVID-19. He also was vaccinated, but in a tweet, he stated, hey, guys, I just found out I have COVID. Trust me, you don't want this. Get vaccinated. Speaking of getting vaccinated, wife of Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr., you know what? Before, she didn't want to get vaccinated for COVID. Oh, she now is urging people to do so. After she was diagnosed with a severe case of COVID, uh, she, of course, is uh, out of the hospital. Reverend Jackson, he still is at a rehab facility undergoing treatment for his Parkinson's disease uh, and his issue as well. So it's, it's, it's always, again, she was... Uh, now, his was interesting. Before they said that Jacqueline Jackson didn't get the, the vaccine shot because of a pre-existing condition, but now she's endorsing it. Sounded to me like she's actually an anti didn't want to take the vaccine, but she a believer now. Yeah, I find it very interesting to, to hear about that as well, because I, I was wondering, and I'm wondering now, she's still telling people to get it, but still won't do it herself because it's more of a public relations thing. I don't know if she said she's going to get it once she recuperates. I mean, I definitely hope that she does. But it's like they say, when this stuff hits you in the face, all of a sudden, everything changes. And, and I'm just fortunate, I'm just grateful that neither she nor uh, Reverend Jackson were on their deathbed talking about, you know, can I get the vaccine? I mean, she has an opportunity now to heal, and I hope that she continues to be a strong voice for these vaccinations because, quite honestly, a lot of people are going to listen to her probably more so than they, than, than they will him. Uh, look, I'm telling you all right now, y'all can play around as all y'all want to. Go ahead. 
Uh, I ain't trying to play around uh, with COVID, but, uh, you know, Sir. and so it goes. All right, folks, two former California police officers were headed to court for beating a black teen. Michael Stiles and Omar Villapueta uh, are facing felony assault by a public officer and assault with force likely to cause great bodily harm charges after the brutal beating of Devin Carter during a December 30th, 2020 traffic stop. Uh, the Now, here's the deal, folks. Uh, watch this video. Boy, it's crazy. Take your seatbelt off. Take your fucking seatbelt off. Okay, okay, okay. I'm down. I'm not down. I'm not resisting. Ow, ow. Get off. I'm not resisting. I'm not resisting. Yeah, you are. Give him your hand. Give him your hand. Give him your fucking hand. Give him your hand. Give me your fucking hand. Give him your hand. Fucking shit. Ow, help. Give him your hand! I'm on it. I'm done. I got one. Give him your other hand. Ow! Ow! Give him your hand! Give him your hand! Your fucking hand, asshole! There, 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 there. Ow! 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 Ow. 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 Double off. I'll throw him in the car. Stand him up on the side. Huh? Ow, ow, ow. Stand up. Okay, I'm done. I keep saying, Kelly, the only way you deal with these thuggish cops, you got to indict them, convict them, send them to jail, and take their pensions. That's all. Because at this point, it is absolutely ridiculous. I personally had to, you know, mute my phone and everything because I can't keep watching videos like this. I know that they exist. I know that it's still happening. But I personally cannot handle any more trauma to my black brothers and sisters being um, imposed upon by racist police or racially biased police. Because it's not just white people, uh, white cops doing this, it's also black cops. But the fact that it is still this pervasive is, it, it is triggering, it is traumatic. I can only imagine how scared that young man was on the ground. He's literally screaming he's not resisting and by by the looks of the video that the pieces that you know i have seen previously he wasn't resisting but further it was just excessive force it was just excessive force like it does not make sense to me how you have every facet of defense and and tactics imaginable at your disposal to subdue a suspect in any regard, and you choose, you choose to go the most extreme route of violence just because you think our skin is a weapon. It is absurd, it is racist, and they should be up under the jail at this point because what they did was absolutely disgusting. Yes, they've been fired, all of the administrative stuff is done. At this point, this is purely criminal. They need to be under the jail. Um, again, uh, Omakongo, if, if, you know, you got to have deterrence. And when they say, I can get off, 
that's not deterrent. That's right. That's right. And this is yet another reminder of why we need the George Floyd Police Reform Act. It's another reason that we need to understand that in that, in, in, as part of that, as a database of officers who do things like this, so when they do get fired, they can't just go down the road and, and do this again. And we also have to be mindful of the fact that one of the things the brother was saying was that he, he sped up because he wanted to drive to a lit area because he was afraid of what was going to happen in, in, in being pulled over in the dark. We saw this a couple of months ago with a, with a soldier in Virginia. Imagine if there was no lighting. He, this brother might have ended up dead. So we see these situations where officers will make the situation worse by running up and say, oh, you're resisting, and then knock them out, or just try to pull people over in the dark. And, or, and they put us in positions where they feel like they are forced to do what they're doing, where they're just looking for a reason to beat us down. And so we need that national registry. There needs to be a trial, and we need that police reform bill passed. And yes, I, I hate seeing these videos. I actually listened but didn't watch Kelly, so I was on the flip side of you. But we have to be reminded at the same time that we don't have an anti-lynching bill. We don't have a George Floyd Police Reform Act. And with everything going on, COVID and all of these, we kind of uh, lull ourselves into a belief that these things are not still happening until they happen to one of us. And so we have to keep up the fight and make sure that we're following these cases, because if we don't, no one else will. Uh, all right, folks, uh, here's an update uh, on the um, video that we showed earlier of U.S. Uh, Border Patrol agents uh, beating Haitians Haitian migrants uh, with whips uh, on the uh, on horses as well. Uh, this is a statement released by the Department of Homeland Security. The Department of Homeland Security does not tolerate the abuse of migrants in our custody, and we take these allegations very seriously. U.S. Customs and Border Prote Protection's Office of Professional Responsibility is investigating the matter and has alerted the DHS Office of Inspector General. In addition, Secretary Mayorkas has directed that personnel from the Office of Professional Responsibility be on site full time to ensure that the responsibilities of DHS personnel are executed consistent with applicable policies and training in the department's values. <clears throat> Uh, Secretary Mayorkas visited Del Rio today and witnessed the extraordinary work of DHS personnel. The footage is extremely troubling and the facts learned from the full investigation, which will be conducted swiftly, will define the appropriate disciplinary actions to be taken. We are committed to processing migrants in a safe, orderly, and humane way. We can and must do this in a way that ensures the safety and dignity of migrants. Uh, I would say uh, anything less than them getting fired, Kelly, is unacceptable. I, I don't see what's humane about a man with a whip on a horse whipping black people into submission when they are clearly of no threat to the men on horses with whips. Like, there, there's no excuse for this whatsoever. And like I said before, at least I tried to say before, this administration knew what was going on at the border. This administration knew that they were equipped in this way, and if they didn't, they weren't doing their due diligence as an administration regarding who is guarding the border. This is this is unacceptable on so many fronts. I mean, it would have. It, 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 I'm sorry, it's just unacceptable. It is unacceptable, and that statement to me was a load of BS until I see something otherwise physically, tangibly change. Uh, absolutely, I'm a Congo.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. I found it interesting. I was kind of reading that with a little bit of a, of a third eye. And they, and they talked about these cheap, cheating people with dignity who are in our custody. And I'm like, okay, well, if these guys didn't fully cross the border yet, if they're kind of like still on the Mexico side, does it justify what they did? You know what I'm saying? And so I, I thought that that was very interesting in terms of how it was worded. But like Kelly said, until we hear some real consequences and see some real action, in addition to all of the other nonsense that needs to stop, like stopping these flights and, and letting people know, not letting people know where they're going. These are just words to try to quell a situation, but we need to see some real consequences. Uh, absolutely. And so uh, we will be uh, looking uh, for more uh, of that and so to see what happens next. So, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting. All right, folks. Um, hmm. You know what time it is.
Karen in Connecticut slaps and harasses a young sailor in a pizza parlor. Watch this. Disgusting. Ma'am, you're on camera. I would leave now before I yeah. call the police. Yeah. I will call the police yeah. if you don't leave. No, you are not permitted to grab yeah. my phone. You're not permitted to grab this hat. Yeah. I don't know where this behavior is coming from. And just let him be. Just let Show him be. Show his uniform. Show just his uniform. Let him be. Show his uniform. You disgrace the U.S. You disgrace the U.S.A. You fucking piece of shit. You put me on it. You put me on it. You put me on freaking. Put me on. Put me on. Hey, Williams, can you put me on. Can you give me Chief's number? What's Chief? Uh, Chief That's not a Chief uniform. Powers. You piece of fucking shit. Chief Powers. Well, Lori Desjardins turned herself in after the video of her discrediting Sean. Middle Jr. status in the Navy and slapping him went viral. She's facing third degree assault and second degree of breach of the peace. Sean remained calm during the outrageous encounter. See that, see here's the deal and this is where we got, we got to confront this uh, on Macongo. See, we have to be the ones who remain calm when they act a fool. I'm just telling you right now, you put your hands on me? In that case, you actually can get popped right back in it's self-defense. The, yep. pro the problem is, and I talked about this, I'm, I've talked about this when, you know, I remember the, the, the football video game. It was a Pittsburgh game. That here's the other <laughs> problem. When you do respond, you might get countersued. They might try to arrest you. Now you're dealing with this whole legal battle, and so you're sort of stuck in this conundrum but th these folks are just are just out of their damn minds. Completely, <laughs> completely out of their minds. <laughs> Man, I, I don't understand. I mean, I understand how he was able to maintain his composure, but it seems like going off of what you're saying, because, you know, police show up and let's say he does respond, you know, physically, they're going to come for him first, period, bottom line, right? And so we have to understand that. And so we do have that legal recourse, but I'm thankful for social media. Thankful for these cameras because that's our recourse, Roland. Yeah, it's going to be extra time, you know, filing these lawsuits and all of these other types of things. She Luckily, she got fired from her job as well. But that was because we were doing the work. And when I say we, I'm talking about everybody out there who knows that this is unacceptable. And there's going to be some situations where we're not going to be able to keep calm because ultimately the system is still going to be stacked against us in some way, shape, or form. But we deserve better than this. And isn't there also extra charges that there could be for attacking somebody who's, who's a member of the military as well? And to be quite honest, this is, this is kind of connected to the Hoffmeyer thing, man. You just see it at every level. They're trying, they're trying to come for us, whether it's our hair, whether it's a uniform, whatever it is. And enough is enough. It's enough. I agree. Kelly? Absolutely. To me, when I first saw this, it was very reminiscent uh, to me of how soldiers would come home from war, you know, World War One, even Vietnam War, uh, and still be discriminated against under Jim Crow laws and the like. Like, she felt in her heart of hearts, like she just knew this man wasn't a real soldier because he was a man of color, because he was black or whatever ethnicity he is. And the fact that she felt so emboldened to assault um, someone, um, a soldier no less, because she thought he wasn't a soldier, shows me that it does not matter 
whether you're in uniform, whether you've served your country or not, your skin is viewed as a threat. Your skin is viewed as a weapon. And that is what needs to stop here. It is a culture of white supremacy and, and arrogance and, frankly, stupidity that creates the caucasity that this Karen possessed to actually, you know, have the unmitigated goal to reach out and touch somebody um, offensively uh, to the point, you know, it, it does not make sense to me. It, it is, it, it's absurd. Um, I keep saying, these folks gonna end up getting their ass whooped and then they're gonna, oh my God, I got beat. Don't put your hands on people. Don't put your hands on people. All right, folks, some sad news. Uh, that is this here. Uh, comedian uh, Anthony A.J. Johnson, best known for his role as uh, Easy on Friday, uh, appeared in many other films, including House Party, Minister Society, Lethal Weapon 3, The Players Club, and uh, BAPS. Uh, he has passed away. Uh, his family announced uh, that he passed away at the age of 55. No cause for death uh, was given. Uh, he also appeared on Martin and Malcolm and Eddie. And so certainly uh, our prayers go out to uh, comedian A.J. Johnson, man, 55 years old. Also, uh, pa uh, Pastor Carl Bean uh, has been laid to rest. He was a Motown artist who released the 1978 Billboard charting song, I Was Born This Way, which inspired Lady Gaga's Born This Way. Uh, Archbishop Bean uh, funeral took place on Saturday. Uh, he became a pioneer in the gay community, starting the Minority AIDS Project and Unity Fellowship Church movement in LA for openly lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender African Americans. Uh, growing the church grew into a national movement, uh, creating the first black church for the LGBT community. Uh, Archbishop Carl Bean passed away at the age of 77. Also, family and friends, family, friends, and fans got to say their final farewell to award-winning gospel singer Lee Williams. Williams founded Lee Williams and the Spiritual OCs, a quarter, uh, quartet formed in the late 1960s. They performed soul-filled gospel music for nearly five decades. The group won several stellar awards and a Soul Train Award. Williams' funeral was held in his hometown of Tupelo, Mississippi. He passed away at the age of 75. All right, folks, uh, certainly thoughts and prayers go out to all uh, of uh, all of them, uh, these African-Americans who have passed away. And so we certainly honor their, um, the honor their work and what they contributed to uh, our society. All right, folks, coming up next after this very quick break, we're going to talk about your workouts, what you need to do to, if you think you're doing stuff right, you ain't seeing results, how do you switch that thing up? That's next on Fit, Live, Win, right here on Roller Martin Unfiltered. Streaming on the Black Star Network. When you study the music, yeah. you get black history by default. And so no, no other craft could carry as many words as rap music. I try to intertwine that and make that create the, whatever I'm supposed to send out to the universe. A rapper, it, you know, for the longest period of time has gone through phases. I love the word. I hate I hate what it's become, you know, in, in to this generation, the way they visualize it. It's narrative kind of like has gotten away and spun away from, I guess, the ascension of black people. Hi, everybody. This is Jonathan Nelson. Hi, this is Cheryl Lee Ralph, and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered.
we all want to get better in better shape, so people hit the gym, but what happens if you don't have a trainer? How do you know you're working out correctly? Uh, here to tell us about the top five workout mistakes is Dooley Lucius, the founder of Effect Fitness in Atlanta. Glad to have you back on uh, the show. Uh, I got a uh, text message last time you were on uh, from uh, somebody who used to work for uh, who said, uh, boy, you got that, you had that country boy on the show. I'm sure glad to see him doing well. Uh, that was Tyler Perry. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mr. Perry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's talk about these uh, top five mistakes. Uh, number five, the biggest screw-up folks make uh, when they are working out. I would, like I said, bro, I think the most, the biggest mistake people are making right now, man, is just not having a plan. So, like, most people you see in the gym, man, they're kind of wandering around. They don't know what this machine works. They don't know what that machine works. Especially, if you, like you said, if you don't have a trainer. And I think if you could just educate yourself on simply looking at the machines, every machine in the gym today, it shows you exactly what workout, what, what body part is working on. So when you're walking in the gym, just, just simply just spend five or ten minutes just educating yourself. If you say, I'm going to do arms today, walk to every machine, look at it. it it's going to tell you exactly what to do. And, man, just educate. I want to work biceps today. I want to work chest today. I want to work triceps. Just look at the machines and just educate yourself on simply just that part right there. All right, so what about this whole issue of, of inadequate nutrition and hydration? So here's That's the question. Big. When we, should we, if we work out in the morning, do we eat before we work out, after we work out? Do we work out on an empty stomach? Do we do a banana? Do we do a uh, 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 protein shake? What do we do? I'm thinking you're doing a little bit of both. So right before the workout in the mornings, which is, I, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, bro, it's the best time to work out. Because if you ever miss in the morning, you still got the opportunity to get back in the gym in the afternoon. So in the morning, the best time, to me, it's the best time to work out. You got a little room for error. Because if you miss in the afternoon, there's no way you're getting back in there super late at night. But I, was, I would suggest you eating something light, like a piece of fruit, like a, maybe a protein shake right before a workout. But the key thing, the key meal rolling is right after the workout. Like, so you see so many people that don't know what to eat after the workout. And they end up not having a plan, so they're going to get something fast. They end up at some damn fast food restaurant. So the, I think the most important part is make sure you put the right stuff back in after the workout because that body is burning. Your body is burning. Your body is burning. So you want to sure you want to put that protein in there. Make sure you got something because that body is burning. It's burning that fat. So you want to make sure you're putting the right stuff back into your body after the workout. Okay. Uh, all right. This is probably a good one. Inadequate warm-up. I see this all the time when people play golf. They do not do a proper <laughs> warm-up. And they, they see me over there stretching, using my bands, and I'm like, all right, y'all going, right. so going out there and, and try to hit cold, see what happens. Yeah. Like I said, that's the warm-up. That's the warm-up. That's, that's, that's getting to the gym early. That's having a plan, man. Like I said, from playing golf, for any sport, if you don't warm up properly, I'm telling you, it's not happening. It's just not happening. It's not happening. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, this is probably, I don't know if Kelly and Omicongo, y'all have this issue, resting too long in between sets. How long are we supposed to rest? Five to 10 seconds max, man. Five, five to 10 seconds max. But that's where that accountability Five to 10 is. seconds, not like 30? That's, what? No way. No way. No way. Okay. Five to 10 seconds, man. <laughs> you got to be back in that next set. You got to be back. But that's what I'm telling you. If you, you might not have a trainer, but you got to at least have an accountability partner. Even trainers don't like to work out by themselves. Like, I never like to work out by myself. So 
five to ten seconds, that one person go, you should be hopping right back in after them. Uh, okay. All right. Let's see here. Um, all right. No flexibility training. Explain that. Yeah, just the same way you're talking about warming up properly. Uh, most people, most people, like I said, have no clue what that means. But that just means just getting warm, man. That's a proper stretch. That's a proper stretch, not only before the workout, rolling, but after, because your body is super tight after that workout. That's one of the most key times to stretch is right after your workout. Make sure you don't just get in your car and ride 20, 30 minutes back to your destination. Now you're like, oh, my whole body's locked up on me. All right. Uh, Kelly Amakongo, y'all got uh, any uh, uh, questions? Anything y'all been uh, doing wrong you need some help, help with? <laughs> Uh, when I'm in the gym, I'm actually pretty good at it. But what about for those who uh, don't have the gym membership, who still mm -hmm. want to work out? Um, what tips do you have uh, for them who are just getting started? Um, a lot of my friends, myself included, we canceled our gym mem memberships because of COVID. Um, mm -hmm. So the working out and stuff has been increasingly difficult, even more than it was when I was going in the gym. Because Absolutely. now I'm afraid to go in the gym because I'm just like, ew, COVID. You know, yeah. so how do you, uh, any tips for like in inside the house or because now it's getting colder, so you can't do the, uh, outside stuff. outdoor stuff as much so any tips that you can give us that'd be great and back to the same thing right? whether you're on subscribing to some app whether you're on youtube like i said you find you somebody where you know that you can relate to as far as we're talking about just getting that body moving we're talking about music we're talking about just stepping body weight exercise you don't need a whole bunch of equipment anymore like i said most of the people going to the gyms know not to use these pieces of equipment anyway so whether we're doing high knees whether we're doing the basic jumping jacks the squats there's just the sit-ups and the push-ups you literally just start with that. You create your regimen and you just stick to that every day. You you can do squats, sit-ups, push-ups, and high knees every single day. You can do that every single day. It's no, you're not going to overload on squats, sit-ups, and push-ups because you use your legs every day, you use your arms every day, and you need to be using your, your stomach every day. So you'll be fine with that. On the Congo? So one of the questions I have is, is about rest, because people used to say, you know, every other day, get your workout in. Now you're seeing some of these apps, they're saying 21 days straight. W yeah. Where do you see it as it relates to resting your body nowadays? It's, it's going to be different. It's going to be different per your body. You know what I mean? Like I said, mm -hmm. what may work for me won't work for you. And that's why it's so key to not listen to people who just say, okay, okay, 21 straight days. Some people, ain't no way you can handle that. And then mm -hmm. what if I feel great on the 21st day? Why would I stop? You know what I mean? So I always tell people, it's for you. It's for you. These workouts are for you. That's why you need to find out exactly what works for your body. I'm not one of these people to come tell you what worked for me and help me get in shape. I want to work with you on what you need for you and your body. All right, then. All right, Dooley, where can people find you? Effect Fitness, man, on Instagram. Same thing on Facebook. Follow us. Hit us up, man. Download our app, Effect Fitness On Demand. Y'all promise you'll love it. Uh, you, you, you promise we're going to love it? I promise you'll love it right from your own living room. You ain't got to come to the gym. <laughs> well, look, uh, Doc, uh, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, and again, uh, folks uh, got to get right. You know, we got a, uh, we've got, a, of course, uh, the winter season coming up. And so uh, I'm quite sure uh, uh, folks want to be straight. Uh, yeah, don't want to get caught off guard in the season. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you, bro. All right, thank you very much. All right, folks, that is it for us. Let me thank uh, McCongo and Kelly for joining us on our panel today. Uh, folks, we're going to stay uh, focused and connected when it comes to what's happening with the, the, uh, the uh, Haitian migrants uh, in Texas.
Uh, I will be pressuring the White House again to get somebody on the show. Hopefully, we're going to have the Pressure of Black Caucus on the show tomorrow as well. If y'all want to support what we do, be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. With every, every dollar you get goes to support this show. Cash app, dollar sign RM Unfiltered, paypal.me forward slash rmartinunfiltered, venmo.com forward slash rm unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingasmartin.com, rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. Don't forget to also download the Black Star Network app. That's right, folks. You can watch us right there on the app on your Apple, on your uh, iPhone, your Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, and Fire Stick, uh, Xbox One, plus Samsung Smart TV. So uh, please support what we do, folks. Uh, we are at 12,000 downloads. We already passed 10,000. Our next goal is to get to 20,000. So let's make it happen. Share with others. Uh, spread the word, folks. We got some great stuff that we're doing. And I cannot wait uh, to uh, unveil the next steps for us. That's it. I'll see you guys tomorrow right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Holla! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.